This show is sponsored by This Could Be Your Name, the writer of This Could Be Your Book. Contact us to find out more about sponsoring an episode. The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hi, sexies. This is Avril, and you're listening to all the filthy details. The Erotica Communities Podcast. We know it's February, and everyone else is going to be pushing their favorite romance tropes down your throat. You can relax here. This place is and will remain all about erotica. Gimmicks aside, we've got no guest interview today, as we've had no new star recommendation winners to invite on. So, we're at a reset point. Also, we want to do a Patreon takeover episode again soon. We want to showcase what our supporters are doing, so we're going to invite them on to speak or write content for us to convey on the show. We do feel like our stakeholders matter and deserve to have their voices heard. This will be available for all tiers. Anyway, sexies, let's kick off the show with a part of an audiobook available on our Patreon. It's called Strapped by Phoenix Fox. Enjoy. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. I don't see the appeal, she said, her voice low and sultry. It caressed my skin as though it had claws and wanted to split me open and devour me. I'd have let it. I raised a brow in question and she gestured behind me. I turned and felt my face flush with desire to see a man rubbing my discarded meat dress on his very hard cock. The meat or the man? I asked, giving her a smirk. She snorted. Both. I'm a vegan, so I find meat to be repulsive. And here I thought I was being creative, I murmured. I took a moment to appreciate her body, as it was there and open for me. She wore nothing, and my eyes caught on the dusky brown of her nipples that stuck out in hard points, and begged to be sucked and bitten. Her dark skin was covered in a shimmer powder that I wanted to lick off, and I followed it as it highlighted the generous curve of her hips and soft stomach. Nestled in between her luscious thighs that wanted to wrap around my face was a bundle of tight curls. I always did enjoy a woman with a full figure. Her eyes were a warm golden brown, and dark voluminous curls framed her face. She watched me with curiosity and heat. Meat dress aside, she wanted me. Ever heard that pussy tastes like melon? She asked. She raised her delicate, long fingers to brush against the nude thong I wore and slipped her fingers over the outside of my pussy. And that very ghost of her touch was enough to make my legs shake. I'd love to find out if it's true, I whispered, 
trying to give her the go-ahead with my eyes to take what she wanted from me. She gave me a smile and licked her lips, and I couldn't stop the groan I had at the sight of her split tongue. She pulled me by my thong over to where she had set up for the night, a thick plaid blanket of the softest fleece, and a basket where she had picked her selected foods for the night. I sank down onto my knees and waited for her to lead us, and I chuckled as she pulled out some pre-cut honeydew melon and raised it to my lips. You're going to taste this, and then I'm going to sit on your face and you can tell me if you notice a difference. Yes? I opened immediately and kept eye contact as she placed the warm, juicy melon on my tongue. Her fingers brushed against my lips as she pulled out of my mouth, and I took the opportunity to suck on her finger. She sucked in a breath and surged forward, moulding her mouth to mine in a scorching kiss. Her split tongue stroked mine and I couldn't stop myself as I dug my nails into the ample flesh of her ass, determined to press myself as close to her as possible. She shoved me back and shuffled her hips so that her perfect dark pussy hovered just over my mouth. Her clit was swollen and her entrance throbbed with need as I blew out a small breath of air just to watch as she squirmed with impatience. Her fingers knotted in my hair and the warmth of her thighs made my stomach clench with need. Before she could move again, I raised my head to swipe a long lick from her entrance to the clit gathering the drops of her arousal as they beaded on the surface. We both let out a long, deep moan, and she tugged my head, urging me on. I feasted on her cunt like it was my last meal, and I wasn't sure if it was because I had just eaten the melon, or if it was because she actually tasted like one that egged me on. I thrust my tongue inside of her, in short, hard thrusts. Fuck, Haven. Your tongue is a gift from the goddess. At her words, I sucked her clit into my mouth in steady pulses, flicking my tongue against it before releasing it and starting over. Her thighs began to shake and threatened to give out, and I knew that meant her orgasm was cresting. She tasted sweet and a little musky, and I couldn't drink her down fast enough. Melon or not, she was now my favourite fruit. With a loud cry, she came, and some of her weight pushed me down into the blanket as she rode out her climax. My ability to breathe was a struggle with each wave of her hips, and finally, as I began to see little white dots in my vision, she began to slide back down my body, licking the wetness from my mouth with a husky laugh. Let me wash this meat from your skin, she murmured, grabbing more of the warmed melon from her basket. I watched with hooded eyes as she straddled my hips and raised her hands high and began crushing the melon so that it dripped onto my skin. My clit ached to be touched, and I couldn't help but squirm underneath her as she began rubbing it over the peaks of my breasts and down my stomach. A groan from beside me had me snapping my head into the direction of the noise, and I let out a whimper at the sight of a woman in a similar position to mine, with a man's head between her legs. 
She was coated in a thick, amber substance, and my mind thought of honey. We locked eyes, and she licked her lips, shifting to watch what the goddess on top of me was doing. Your name? I whispered as I turned back to give her my attention as she trailed her melon-coated hands down my panty-covered pussy. She looked at me with a soft smile and shook her head. Remember, some of these stories are much longer. Head over to our Patreon so you don't miss all this. And without giving her time to change pace, I started thrusting myself onto her fingers. She busied herself by licking the melon from my stomach and where it dripped down my thighs. I had already been so turned on by tasting her that my orgasm burst out of me and I watched with intense fascination as I squirted down her heavy hanging tits. It's well worth noting that our Patreon offer is well worth looking at, especially when considering the value for money you'd be getting. Any subscription opens you up to hours upon hours of hot, steamy erotic audiobooks and exclusive podcasts. You can download your books to be listened to offline or just stream them. Remember to check out the links to get you some more. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> erotica readers, be sure to look out for these hot erotica titles. On All Fours by James Hardcourt As the kinky lovebird's relationship blossoms, it's time to become Brandon's pet and play toy. But before they can get to that fantasy, Brandon has to take some time away. It gives him the perfect chance to dominate her from afar. And then, an embarrassing trip to the pet shop to get her a collar and more. How will she discover if she's a kitten or a puppy? She'll have to try both. Natalie thought she'd already offered him everything, but can she give him what he truly desires? All of this? Natalie touched her ears, then held her tail and finished with her fingers on the collar. All these things turned me on, but intimacy? Intimacy is my fetish. With all the hot consent, real interactions, and sexy scenes that made the other books bestsellers, on All Fours, James's first full-length novel takes this beautiful BDSM relationship to the next level. Reclaiming His Rights by Elena Nix A careless mistake convinced Jason that for his wife's sake, he had to abandon the dominant, submissive aspect of their marriage. Now he realizes that giving up Lila's submission was an even bigger mistake. After months of believing he rejected her, she won't even talk about it. He's determined to reclaim her, but he'll have to break down her resistance before he can regain her trust. Permanent links can be found in the description on this episode. Would you like us to plug your erotica title? Also head over to our Patreon to see our unbeatable deal. Shh, numbers are limited. Order your copies today. In fact, do it now. You can always pause the podcast. Links are in the description. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> it's time to hand you over to Filth, the erotic book review. Hello, erotica fans. This is Filth 
the Erotic Book Review. It's the first show of the new year. It's been a while, and unfortunately, this set of reviews didn't go without a hitch. So, let me explain myself. In the past, we've heavily relied on the content standards upheld by Amazon. That way, when we request erotica titles to review, a link to the book on Amazon would more or less guarantee the title didn't contain a bestiality horsefuck scene, etc. So, when we were asked on Twitter, what do we accept for reviews, and we said, anything safe for Amazon, we were shocked at what is passable on there lately. When we distributed this month's initial books to the reviews and narrator, we were met with resistance. Our narrator refused to read an incest scene, so we had to reject a title. We also had a similar scenario with a non-con book, but decided actually the discussion needs to be had, and perhaps we're the place to voice some of our thoughts as influencers. Let's jump straight into the book samples. This is from Hot Wife Hall Pass by Anya Knightley. She didn't have long to ponder her options because, just like in a dream, Neil grabbed her hair and started guiding her mouth up and down his cock. She was grateful. She wanted to do whatever felt best for Neil, after how he just made her melt against the car's seat. He moved her up and then, just as only the tip remained in her mouth, brought her back down. Soon, Neil was fucking her face, showing her just how fierce he could be. She loved every second as he availed himself of her willing mouth, slamming his thick, long cock into the farthest reaches of her throat and then pulling all the way out. When he didn't immediately return his cock where it belonged against her tongue, she opened her eyes, staring up at him while he grinned down at her. How bad do you want my cock back in your mouth, Jill? His words were dripping with heat, just like she was, but it was how he said her name, making the lone syllable she'd always thought of as basic and boring sound like a musical note, one that burrowed its way into her skin. Very badly, she replied truthfully, missing the way his cock had filled her mouth so perfectly. She wouldn't tell Clyde, but Neil was not only bigger, but he took control of her in a way she'd always dreamed of. The one time she told Clyde to be rough with her, he had pinched each nipple once, nice and hard, and then just flipped her over and fucked her doggy style. He was a good fuck, and soon she'd been coming so she hadn't complained, but clearly taking control wasn't her husband's style. At least, it hadn't been so far. Maybe watching her with Neil and seeing how aroused she was would change her husband's approach. But this wasn't a time to think about Clyde, their marriage, or their intimate entanglements. It was time to get Neil Savoy to come in her mouth and swallow every last drop. She was ready to do anything to fill up blasts of his load, to taste the evidence of his arousal. Thankfully, Neil brought her mouth back towards his shaft, holding it so she could lick her way up and down. That's good, very good. Use that sexy tongue, Jill. Every time he said her name, her pussy tightened in response, and Jill pressed her tongue flat against the shaft, letting him show her where he wanted her. Now my balls. Take them in your mouth. She wasn't sure she was capable of that, as they were also larger than she was used to, but she did her best, opening wide 
and lapping at the round sacks, capturing as much of them as she could. Soon, Neil was making guttural sounds, no longer able to form words, so she took the initiative, using her hand to stroke his shaft while she lapped at his sensitive balls. Then, she put his cock back in her mouth, running the tip of her tongue around the head. When he placed his hand lightly on the back of her head, urging her to swallow him, she did, dipping all the way down so her mouth reached the curly hairs at the base of his shaft, then moving back up, sucking hard the whole time. She was a slobbering mess, but she didn't care. Her whole body was intent on giving him the most pleasure possible. She was receiving just as much joy as she was giving, and she hoped Clyde was appreciating the show too. They got into a rhythm, with Neil thrusting into her mouth while she sucked him down, and in just a few minutes, she could tell he was ready to explode. I'm going to make your dream come true, he said, and for a moment, she didn't know what he was talking about. As realization struck, her face heated up even more. She almost protested, begging him to come in her mouth, but as much as she wanted that, she knew she couldn't resist even dirtier fantasy that had played out while she slept. Clyde, did you know your wife dreams of having her face covered in jizz? Oh. My. God. That was mortifying, but so fucking hard. Would she even be able to face Clyde when she got home, now that he had seen and heard her being a very different kind of woman than he was used to? She knew there were things you simply couldn't unsee, and one of them had to be having another man come all over your wife's willing, eager face. Anya Knightley gives us what appears to be a new hot wife scenario in the form of a hall pass, i.e. a veto to fuck outside your relationship if you end up in a scenario which means predetermined criterias. As the title suggests, our protagonist finds herself with a famous actor who ends up using this woman in ways that blow her husband's mind. Edge by Tori Hamlin Sipping obsequium as she lay on Kara's bed, Jenna tried to ignore the angry throbbing from her well-used ass. Instead, sandwiched between two naked girls, she went through her latest rewards and thought that Kara was going to need a larger bed in the near future. The queen's size was a little tight with three hot bodies in it. Still, there were worse ways to spend an afternoon. Having successfully completed all of her challenges, as well as taking on Jess's challenge, she watched her rank climb to 13, bringing her even with Kara. Jess, meanwhile, had exceeded her challenge by two facials, which brought her up to rank 3. The petite girl jabbered excitedly as she browsed the item shop. Jenna and Kara, though, had bigger decisions to make. Having surpassed rank 10, they now had the chance of selecting a class and a username. User's name became a permanent label, while her class could be changed once after rank 30, and again at rank 60. After this, the class became permanent. Selecting a class was an important decision for the grand plan too. The class she selected would have an impact on the challenges from here out, tailoring them to fit the role she chose. She flicked through the little cards explaining the classes, unsure what to choose. Fluffer, 
The fluffer specializes in aiding other players. Specialized equipment is supplied in the physical world to fit your role, and future challenges will lean heavily towards sacrificing one's own body to aid other players in completion of their challenges. Submissive. The submissive delights in handing over the reins of control to others. Specialized equipment is supplied in the physical world to fit your role, and future challenges will lean heavily towards servicing the whims of others. Exhibitionist. The exhibitionist prefers to be watched and seen by others, often in the nude, and craves the sense of humiliation this brings. Specialized equipment is supplied in the physical world to fit your role, and future challenges will lean heavily toward displaying oneself in public. Temptress. The temptress plays the long game, forsaking immediate gratification for the drawn-out thrill of ultimate conquest. Specialized equipment is supplied in the physical world to fit your role, and future challenges will lean heavily toward player recruitment or influencing others in pursuit of a given goal. Challenges for this class have significantly increased timelines for completion, as well as rewards befitting the difficulty of completion. This is a dark, non-con tale about a woman trapped by forces that would molest and rape her enduring, discovering the games at play and pulling through. These scenes are dark and only would appeal to fans of non-con erotica. You've been warned. The Beauty of Broken Things by Lisa X. Lopez Is this okay, baby? She asked, her voice barely a breathy whisper in the dim light of the room. You can tell me what to do. It's all right. Or you can trust me. Do you want to trust me? She felt him nod, and that gave her just a little twinge of disappointment, as she always did when she had to lead them. But that was all right. They had something she needed, something just as necessary to her as those little treats were to pickles. Tessa slid to her knees, trailing her lips down his chest, her breath hot against his trembling skin, her hands easily tugging his box of briefs along with her descent. His cock sprang up, freed, and he groaned delightedly as Tessa slipped her wet, red lips over its sensitive head. She felt a jolt of warmth in her pussy when he laid his hand on her head, but he made no move to push her further. He looked down on her, and she up at him, her lips around his cock, giving him that submissive look that she knew he'd love, and that she loved the show. The look had been trained into her well, and now it was natural. She took him deeper, moaning herself, as the length of his jerking cock disappeared into her mouth. Her tongue caressed the underside of it lovingly, and her hand slid back up to his chest. She worked her mouth down to the base of it, making him gasp as she inhaled him fully, his throbbing crown tickling the back of her throat. There, she held him massaging his sensitive glands before withdrawing. His grip on her head tightened as she released him, and Tessa moaned in response. That was good. That was what she wanted. He'd felt what it was to have his entire cock lodged in her mouth and throat, and his penis didn't want to give that up. He held her in place, guiding her back down his wet shaft as his half-lidded eyes took in the sight of her swallowing his length her cheeks hollowing, and then she gave a little squeak as he forced the last inch into her. 
her body trembled at the dominant display. For several seconds, he held her there, and then he began to pull back, slowly at first. He pumped her mouth, the tight seal of her lips creating a wet channel of pleasure for him to satisfy his cock with. Gradually, he increased his pace, his free hand pushing at the shoulder of her robe. Tessa undid the tie and shrugged it free, giving him the view he wanted of her breasts, while her eyes stayed trained on him. Oh my god, he breathed at the sight of her naked body, and his pace quickened. He groped one of her breasts, kneading it, giving her nipple a little tug that made her pussy gush and her knees tremble. She closed her eyes for just a moment at the wave of pleasure, then opened them again. The man fed her the length of his cock more roughly now, his grip on her head firm and just the way she most enjoyed. The wet sound of his repetitive mouth-fucking and the occasional groan of pleasure Tessa's own moans were the only sounds in the room. She knew that Eileen was probably listening at the door too, but she didn't care. The man's breath quickened again, and Tessa could feel his cock jerking in her mouth, riding against her tongue like it was alive. He didn't stop. He could have chosen to, but he did not. He was lost to the pleasure of her mouth. I'm gonna... He stammered. Mm. Tessa moaned, encouraging him. He understood, and his thrusting became more frantic. He gasped, groaned, and then pushed his cock as deeply as he could get it. Tessa hummed happily as the first jet of cum struck the back of her throat. She flinched back, but he held her, and then the next shot rocketed from his cock down her throat. Tessa gulped, swallowed, moaned, and the man continued to unload his balls into her in short, quivering jerks of orgasmic joy. When he was spent, he trembled and slowly withdrew his wet cock from the pleasurable sheet of her mouth, releasing his grip on her head and looking down on her with a mix of embarrassment and worship. Tessa pushed a small trail of sperm into her mouth with her finger and sucked on it, showing him a devilish, teasing smile. A tragic story about the struggles of a homeless woman revealing her traumatic past to an empathetic photographer. Made tough by her environment, but haunted by the scars of her past, The Beauty of Broken Things seems more biographical rather than a flat-out arousal fest. We asked Pornika Asaram to help us review these titles. Here's what she thought. So, we had three books to review this month, but I'm going to start with Edge by Tori Hamlin. I'm sorry, but I just couldn't bring myself to read this to all the listeners, the podcast team, and even the author. I'd like to apologize. Sometimes a book isn't for you, and I'm afraid this is one of those times. 
amongst the other books we read this month was Hot Wife Hall Pass, Hot Sex with a Movie Star by Anya Knightley. Built on the back of a popular concept, this book provides us with a glimpse of what a fantasy sexual encounter with a celebrity may look like. If we just go off the title, then the book doesn't really deviate much from the promised narrative. However, what is your is good. The author takes their time and care to add layers in which we could build connections with the characters to the point in which we could later find ourselves empathizing with them. Although I thoroughly enjoy this book, I'd be the first to concede that there's room for improvement. One such place would be the choice of using single form stories when this easily could have been broken up into common sense chapters. The sex flourishes in this title with a flair which our protagonist keen to embrace her lewd side. A fantastic read worth picking up. The other book proved to be my favorite out of the three titles, The Beauty of Broken Things by Lisa X. Lopez. This book is built on the common conception that every picture tells a story and takes it a little bit further by providing us with a prelude to getting the shot. Our mistrusting protagonist shows us how she's surviving homelessness. How she empowers herself in scenarios in which we could consider her exploited and how she desperately cares for her loyal pet dog. When a photographer encroaches on her life, what slowly unravels is a cautious dance of mistrust, caginess and bonding. In regards to my criticism, this book strictly speaking isn't so much strictly erotica in my eyes rather than a beautiful written title with erotic scenes in. Honestly, now I've said that, I'm not sure that could be considered a criticism if the main goal is to engross the audience in a display of skill literacy. Honestly, you must read this book for yourself. Get a copy now. We had to let Kat chime in too on these titles. Here's her thoughts. So, I know I don't usually swear on the show, but what the fuck are we doing here, Di? Did the Hasbrook jaw come back in fashion or what? Because I don't know who's getting off to incest and molestation and rape erotica. <sighs> okay, calm now. Where to begin? Hot Wife Hall Pass. This was my favorite book. I loved it. I think it reminds you that your sexual potential isn't limited by what your partner projects on you. It's actually what you're willing to do. I like that the heroine was able to go out there and experience those new things and potentially invigorate a tired lover who seemed to be lacking imagination. <sighs> okay, Edge, here's the debate. This is fiction. This is kink. It deserves to exist. Okay, fine. But does it deserve to exist on this platform? And does it deserve to exist on Amazons? That's another question. We can only speak to this platform, and I would say I'm sorry, but no. I'm not saying Tori Hamlin isn't an elite writer, but if I say that it's an endorsement of a kink which is traumatic for myself and many other people who have been victims of molestation or rape, ugh, enough said. And finally, we had The Beauty of Broken Things. Ugh, 
where exactly is the erotica? Don't get me wrong. As sob stories go, this is fantastic, but I did fancy a little more than a couple of toxic blowjobs for a couple of low-life seedy men. Trust me, as erotica goes with this amount of skill, Lisa can do better. I was clingy on the idea that she was going to fuck the photographer, but that didn't happen. It's a good read, however. Final breakdown time. Hot Wife Hall Pass is a 4 out of 5. It's a great read if you're looking for something short. However, I totally understand my fellow reviewers' points when they say this could have been broken up into chapters or parts for ease of reference. You get a lovely little extra at the end of the book, which is always nice. The multiple sex scenes are diverse in nature, which is great. Anya has a beautiful way of pacing the story to the point you always seem like you're going to get more. A solid title worth reading. Edge is a 3.5 out of 5. The worst thing about this title is clearly Tori Hamlin is an incredibly talented writer, so it makes no sense that Edge wouldn't win our recommendation, right? Actually, no. Despite the quality of the overall product, Edge has some of the worst pacing issues I've seen in an erotica title despite the non-con narratives. Not to spoil the book completely, but here's an example. Our female protagonist and another lead female endure traumatic scenes. When they receive a moment of respite, returning home to take a shower, Hamlin makes this into a lesbian sex scene, and some follows that up with a blowjob with incest tones for her brother. It's seriously way too much, and in retrospect, an author should be critical enough to say, when am I burning the reader out? The Beauty of Broken Things is a 4.2 out of 5. Is this the best book here? Yes. Is this the best erotica book here? Debatable. What I can say is it contains the erotica needed to be in the conversation, and no matter how tragic or dark the scene may be, the book delivers the point that you feel that it needs to be talked about. It needs to be read. This woman with a three-legged dog touched us with this story, which is a remarkable take on the human spirit. So, Lisa X. Lopez wins our star recommendation for The Beauty of Broken Things. A simply beautiful story which showcases that strong narratives and writing skill can exist in erotica. All links can be found in the description. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> As episodes of Filth go, that one was one of the heaviest ones we've had to deal with. We support erotica, and we know that the authors who write taboo kinks support women's rights, animal rights, and human rights. However, as influencers and publishers, we refuse to pander to anyone who gets aroused by the abuse of human and animal rights. That's their choice, and these are our choices. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> We had Pornica Assam on the show reviewing erotica. Let's hear a clip from one of her titles. This is Babylona. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Pornica Assam. This is my book, Babylona, an Iranian immigrant sexual story in a big city. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. My idea was suspicion. She always came up with a plan that would guarantee my doom. 
I was pretty sure this one would be no different. Do tell me what your perfect plan is. I air-quoted the word perfect because all she was likely to come up with was a recipe for disaster. Contrary to Dia's opinions, she was not an ideal planner or wingwoman. Let us go to the club tonight. It'll be fun, she said, a mischievous glint in her eyes. A matching smile was plastered on her face and I rolled my eyes. You know I don't like to party because every time I end up getting shit-faced and doing something I'd regret for the rest of my life, I told her matter-of-factly. It had happened before, and I did not doubt my capability to make it happen again. No, you'll be fine. I promise I will not let you do anything stupid, she swore, looking at me with big green eyes. I will not listen to you even if you try. I know myself. I have a knack for disaster every time I get drunk. I crossed my arms over my chest, various incidents going through my mind. I swear, Ava, I will not let you do anything stupid, even if you're blackout drunk. Plus, you need to get out and have fun. You cannot let Malcolm take your life from you. She made a face as if Malcolm was a nasty piece of shit. Maybe he was. Why else would he have cheated on me? Alright, fine. I relented. The breakup I went through a few weeks, okay, months, like Dia said, going through my head. I do need to move on. That's my girl. Dia cheered, engulfing me in a bear hug. I laughed as I let her tell me how happy she was that I agreed. The club was buzzing with life. The disco lights flashed coloring everyone in bright lighting. I stood by a table, scanning the faces of my colleagues. My eyes came to rest on Mark's face, to find him already gazing. I looked away quickly, irritation coursing through me. All right, spin the bottle again, Dia said, shouting over the sound of music. I grinned, leaning closer to the table. I had been irritated when I had come in to see the whole office at the club. Dia had apologized, saying she had forgotten to tell me that the others had planned to go too. Neil, one of my colleagues, grinned as he placed the empty beer bottle on the table and spun. I watched the bottle revolve, holding my breath. It turned several times before coming to a stop. All my breath left me in a rush as it stopped, pointing at me. The crowd cheered and I held my breath again as I raised my head to see who was the one on the other end. Good lord, I muttered under my breath as I followed up the trajectory to see Mark. His face was unreadable when I tried to gauge his reaction. Kiss, kiss, kiss! Our colleagues cheered us on, Dia being the loudest. I peeled my gaze away from Mark to glare daggers at my friend. She was drunk and lost in her ecstasy and I was pretty sure she'd forgotten about my rivalry with Mark. I'm done playing this game. I pushed away from the table and walked away. I was tipsy, but I would never kiss Mark, even if I were blackout drunk. Ava, wait. I heard someone call, but I was too far away to decipher who it was. I walked out of the back door of the club into the back alley of the street. The cool air hit me like a train, and I almost stumbled. 
Walking up to a wall, I leaned against it. I closed my eyes and willed myself to pull my shit together. Ava. Someone called my name again. It was the same person, but I still could not place their voice. Footsteps sounded behind me until someone was standing right behind me. Why'd you run away? It was Mark. I recognized him now. Because I didn't want to kiss you, I said, not turning to look at him. Why? Because you hate me, I scoffed. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Look at me. No. Ava, look at me. His voice was firm, and I don't know if it was my desperation to get rid of him or the alcohol, but I turned around sharply to come face to face with him. His face was so close to mine I could feel his breath fanning my cheek. What? I snapped. Why are you upset? He asked. Why do you care? Because I do. But why? Because I like you. He all but yelled, making me freeze. What? I stuttered. I like you. No, you bully me. You hate me. I fired, exasperated. Where was this coming from? He could not like me. I was afraid you'd never feel the same. I was immature, I know. But I like you. And I don't like seeing you upset. I don't believe you. I crossed my hands over my chest. He stared at me momentarily, but before I knew what was happening, he leaned in to place his lips on mine. I froze again and let him kiss me. His lips were softer than I had expected. He kissed me gently as if pouring the emotions behind his words into the kiss. I did not kiss him back for a second, but then I relaxed. He wanted to prove that he liked me, and I could enjoy that, even if I did not want to believe him. I had found the perfect distraction. I deepened the kiss, bringing one leg up to wrap around his waist. His bulge dug into my crotch through the layers of clothing, and I moaned. You sound sexier than I had imagined, he muttered, breaking the kiss for a moment. Shut up. I rolled my eyes, but a small smile tugged at my lips. I pulled him to me again, kissing him hungrily. His mouth left my lips and traveled south, peppering kisses on my jaw, neck, and shoulder. Fuck me. I breathed. I thought you did not want me to even kiss you. His voice was laced with amusement. Show me that you want me, I hissed. Make me believe that you like me. As you say, doll. He grinned, flashing his white teeth. Pressing me against the wall, he reached to pull my panties down. Bundling up the fabric in his hand, he pressed it to his nose. My pussy grew wet at the sight of him inhaling my scent. A look of pure desire on his face. Come on, I urged, pulling him to me by the collar of his shirt. He chuckled, but obeyed. I raised my dress up to my waist, not caring if anyone saw it. I was dripping with lust when he reached down to touch me there. God, you're wet already. He groaned, rubbing a finger up and down my slit. I fumbled with his belt and opened his pants, taking out his cock. It was huge and impressive. I felt warm and heavy in my hand, pre-cum leaking from the tip. 
I had wanted this all night. He confessed, wrapping his hand around mine and guiding his cock into my waiting cunt. I spread my legs, welcoming him as he pushed into me, my head lulled to the side, pleasure and satisfaction coursing through me. Yes, God, yes, I panted as he began to move inside me. His strokes were slow and sensual, unlike any guy I'd ever been with. He thrust into me as if he wanted to savor me. My mind reeled as my orgasm built. I like you. Always have. I'm sorry that I hurt you. He whispered, kissing me softly as he increased his pace a tad, hitting all the right spots inside me. I groaned, burying my fingers in his curls and pulling on them. He moaned in response, crying out my name. It sounded like a prayer on his lips. As I climbed higher, my orgasm gripping me tight and then releasing me, he kissed my forehead. He slammed into I hope you have enjoyed listening to my titles. What's your fantasy? Tell me. Perhaps I can write about it in my next project. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. See you soon, sexies. Check us out on Patreon. We have our exclusive podcast, Shh, Extra Filth, and several exclusive long play audiobooks we know you'll love. We'll see you soon.